to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Do you hold on to a lot of items that have sentimental value? Do you have trouble getting rid of clutter? Do you get anxious about getting rid of things? If you answered yes to any of those questions, today's episode is for you. I'm talking about the science behind why it's so hard to get rid of things sometimes and what those things you hold on to say about you. Don't worry, I'm not going to try and convince you that you need to get rid of those things. Instead, I'm going to tell you what you can learn about yourself by looking at the things that you hold on to. The items that you refuse to throw away or to get rid of say something about how you feel about yourself. What if I said, tell me what objects you hold on to and I'll tell you who you are? Well, the link isn't quite that strong as there might be a lot of other reasons you feel compelled to hold on to things. Like there might be family pressure to keep passing on family heirlooms. But there may be other things that you keep because those items speak volumes about how you get your self-worth. Maybe you can't part with clothes that no longer fit. Or maybe you have a hard time getting rid of your old CD collection, even though you don't even listen to CDs anymore. Before I tell you what those things you keep might mean, I want you to take a minute and think about the things you hold on to that might not serve any real value. Like it might be a t-shirt from a concert that you bought 20 years ago. Or maybe you hold on to birthday cards and you just keep them stuffed in a drawer year after year. We all give some objects sentimental value, even if they don't hold any monetary value. In fact, I asked my Instagram audience to share what items they keep that have no functional purpose or monetary value. And I got flooded with answers. In fact, I got hundreds of people who sent me pictures of the objects that they keep. Here are just a few examples of what sort of items you told me that you hold on to. A toy car that has been handed down through the family. Letters from loved ones. A SpongeBob cake topper from my 21st birthday from my boyfriend who made my birthday extra special during COVID. My children's baby stuff. A blanket my great-grandmother handmade. Race shirts home decor that belonged to my grandparents, a rock a kid gave me when I was a camp counselor, my mom's belt, an A&W mug from high school, tickets from every play I've ever been to, the wristbands I've gotten from amusement parks and concerts, and my childhood trophies. Obviously, all of those items carry some sentimental value. But what is it about these items in particular that causes us to keep them as opposed to everything else? Research shows the more emotionally charged memories an object carries, the harder it is for us to let go of it, even if it serves no practical purpose or it doesn't make sense to hold on to it. I'll give you an example from my own life. In the episode with Dr. Drew Ramsey, we talked about nutrition and mental health. If you're curious to learn about how to eat to beat depression and anxiety, listen to episode number 87. In that episode, I told Dr. Ramsey that as a kid, I loved Big Macs. And I don't need anyone to email me and tell me that Big Macs aren't healthy. 
But as a kid, I loved them so much that I would order two of them whenever I went to McDonald's so I could save one to bring to school the next day for lunch. Well, when I was in the third grade, we had to make Valentine's Day boxes. So my mom helped me make mine. My Valentine's Day box was a Big Mac. We used nylon stuffed with padding to make the bun, and the lettuce and the burger were made out of felt. And the bottom bun was the box where my classmates could put my Valentine's Day card. I haven't eaten a Big Mac since I was about 12, but I still have that Valentine's Day box. It's in my basement in my house in Maine right now, in fact. I've probably moved 10 times since I was in the third grade. But every time I've moved, I've dragged that box with me. It has absolutely no functional value. It's not worth anything in terms of money. And yet, I keep it. Why would I do that? Well, research says the objects that we struggle to get rid of are tied to our self-worth. A 2011 study published in the Journal of Consumer Psychology found that we struggle to throw away the objects we think are a part of us. Instead of thinking these objects are mine, we think of them as me. The study found that people struggle the most to part with possessions that lack monetary and functional value. That's why people who lose their possessions to burglaries or fires are likely to report the psychological damage is worse than the financial loss. According to researchers, the items you hang on to are linked directly to how you feel about yourself, and people measure their self-worth in different areas. Someone who places a lot of value on success might hold on to a plaque from an old job, piles of old college transcripts, an expensive watch that no longer works, or any other tangible reminders of achievement. Throwing away those objects might cause them to feel slightly less successful. It's as if those physical manifestations of your triumphs somehow take away from your achievements. Someone who gains a lot of self-worth from their appearance might hang on to any reminder that other people find them attractive. Love letters from an ex, pictures of themselves where they think they look their best, and clothing from a time when they felt extra special might top the list of items they struggle to part with. If, however, you value your relationships above everything else, you might have difficulty getting rid of gifts from other people. Donating that shirt that never fit might cause you to think you're being disloyal to your grandmother since she always loved that shirt on you. Or getting rid of a book that your friend gave you might cause you to think you're giving away a little bit of your friendship. Those palpable objects likely fuel your identity as someone who is loved and appreciated. Despite the fact that they really lack function, you might feel like they serve as proof that you mean something to other people. And that's why I hold on to my Big Mac Valentine's Day box. My self-worth doesn't really depend on a hamburger, but my mom helped me make that Valentine's Day box. She didn't love Big Macs, but she knew that I did. And she knew I hated school, but she would do anything to help it feel a little bit more tolerable to me. So if a Big Mac Valentine's Day box was going to make school a little more fun, she was going to make it happen. So when I see that Valentine's Day box, I'm reminded that she took the time to make this ridiculous Valentine's Day box, and I thought it was hilarious as a kid. And the study also shows that getting rid of those objects can lead to real grief. Parting with possessions that make you feel worthy can cause you to experience sadness or even depression. So the next time you get frustrated because your desk is cluttered or your spare room serves as a catch-all filled with stuff, Consider whether those objects you're holding on to have anything to do with your self-worth. Not only could it give you some insight into the way that you measure yourself, but it might also help you decide what's worse, the grief you'll experience if you toss them 
or the frustration you experience from looking at the extra clutter. Well, we've done an episode about clearing clutter because it can make you happy. Go listen to episode 222 with Tracy McCubbin if you want to hear more about that. It's okay to keep sentimental items too if they bring you happiness. But they can also give you some insight into how you feel about yourself and what's important to you. For some people, that might bring about change. If your self-worth is built on past achievements only, you might want to work on finding new things that can help you feel good about yourself now. If, however, you discover that your relationships are really important to you, make sure that the importance is reflected in your life and that you're spending enough time with the people who really care about you. So take some time, look around at the sentimental items that you keep, and see what you can learn about your self-worth. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.